Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Yep, welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. Take two. Yeah. We are getting into it with the Thursday night game, kicking it off with Detroit going to Kansas City. We are going to be using the MGM Sports line via Yahoo Sports. That's where we'll be tracking all our picks, and I'll be posting them on the blog and also to covers.com where I'll be making all of my picks. And also, I'd like to say welcome to week one. Let's go. Week one. Football week is one. back. Woo! Football is back, fam. Football is back. And you know what else is back? Betting is back. That's right. Get your gamble on. As we will this week with five best bets coming from each of us. Uh, Chris Jones isn't going to play. Travis Kelty is not expected to play at all. Kansas City, which is why the line came down. Big offensive weapon. Line went from six and a half to five, even. It may go down further, depending on how much money comes in Detroit to win this. I'm going to be taking Kansas City and the over. I think it's going to have to be a shootout. I think Detroit's offensive line is going to be able to handle it. I don't know about Detroit's power running back with David Montgomery. He should be healthy. Um, they have Jameer Gibbs, who's a good weapon, but I am just having faith that Kansas City's linebackers will be able to make up for Chris Jones not being there in terms of being able to get pressure and coverage. Jared Goff, given time, he can win a shootout, as we've seen with one of the best regular season games we've ever seen in our life. With that 54-52 shootout between him and Aaron Rodgers going all the way back about three years ago, right before he got traded. But I'm taking Kansas City to cover this one, and I'm going to lay those five points. And who do you got? In the over, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Detroit over here because they're gonna they're gonna access the soul of Axel Foley and the attitude of Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop and kick Kansas City's behind and make an upset of the week. This is gonna be my first upset of the week, my first lockman of the week. I'm taking Detroit and I'm taking the under. All right, in, everybody, get your picks in now. If you don't, you're gonna miss out. Malik, who do you got for the uh, Chiefs-Lions game Thursday night, 8.20 p.m., kickoff, NBC? Well, I'm going to do this as if, it's my, as if it's only my first time actually giving this pick, but I've given this pick twice already. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Lions. I want, I want those five points in a game that appears it's going to be, well, two things. One, appears it could be a shootout. Two, appears it could end on the last possession. Uh, the Chiefs are without two of their uh, big uh, contributors, one on each side of the ball. And the expectation is that Detroit is going to uh, you know, play up with their offense. The main, the, main, the main concern I have with on the Detroit side of the ball, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is that we just haven't seen their offensive starters at all this year, uh, this preseason. Dan Campbell has elected to not play. Uh, Jared Goff, David Montgomery, Amon Ross St. Brown hasn't played. Um, the rookies, to some degree, played Laporta, Gibbs. They played in the first preseason game, but they have not played the vast majority of the games. And they didn't play anybody on the offensive line. Um, their entire offensive line did not play. That said, just going off projections alone, they should have one of the top offensive line units in the league. And Jared Goff, at last we saw him, was one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. So this is a, a opportunity for them to take advantage of the lack of interior uh, pass rush from the Kansas City Chiefs and score some points. 
so I definitely want to take the Lions. And I'm going to take the over in this. I feel like this could get to a high-scoring high scoring affair. It probably has to get to a high-scoring affair in order for either team to, to come out with the victory. So I'm going to take the Lions. KC could still win this game, but I would, I would put it past the note to win by three or less points. So yeah, Lions with five, give me that. Next up, we're going to Atlanta hosting the Carolina Panthers. I am taking the Atlanta Falcons. I have no faith in taking a rookie quarterback in his first starting game. He is not Cam Newton good. Bryce uh, Young is pretty good, but he's not that good. I have no faith in his receivers. I have no faith in his running backs. I have no faith in the Carolina Panthers. I don't care if they're playing on the moon. I don't care if they're playing at home. I don't care if they're playing in Atlanta. It's very cat in a hat, but um, I will lay that three and a half points. And I expect Atlanta's defense to be better this year. After seeing quarterback, that's one of the things that I noticed. Arthur Smith Jr. is a defensive guy, so... They have who they believe their quarterback is. All their receivers are healthy. They should be a go. Drake London and Pitts are going to step up, and I expect them to get a little bit of a rush. And I expect Carolina to be uh, pretty sorry all around because they were a sorry team last year, and all they drafted was a quarterback. So they didn't draft any great defenders, and someone's got to step up for them and make it happen. So I'm taking Atlanta, and I'm taking the over. The over-under is 39.5, and I'm going to lay those 3.5 points. Ant, go ahead. Well, this game I have no interest in. They both are supposed to be um, division rivals, but I really don't care. I flipped the coin, you know, a couple of days ago. You know, and I just found it, a couple, you know, like an hour or two ago, maybe. It was Tails, and Tails had Atlanta, so that's what I'm picking. Taking them in the over. Sounds beautiful. Malik, what do you got? So Atlanta's at home, um, and this is a home three and a half that they're giving. Uh, which means that, you know, from Vegas's perspective, these teams are pretty, pretty even. And I actually don't think that's the case. I think Carolina, Carolina had a decent run last year, got themselves into some, some level of playoff contention or, or division contention late in the season last year. But that team is effectively gone. Uh, Frank Reich is now the head coach. Um, their quarterback situation is figured out to some degree. Um, they were able to get the number one overall pick and get Bryce Young. Um, and you know, the rest of their team is a work in progress. I, I mean, I won't say there's any, anything negative about the, the players that they have or the talent that they have, but I think that they, um, you know, got some pieces around Bryce Young to help them be effective in this first, in this first year. Uh, the real question is whether or not their offensive line is going to be able to hold up and protect him enough so that he can grow and, and not, um, you know, not start seeing seeing ghosts as uh, quote to quote the great Sam Darnold in that regard. So, I think um, this is going to be an interesting interesting uh, year for the for the Panthers. Atlanta Atlanta looks good. They looked good, and uh, they looked good in the preseason. Um, they clearly have a have a, a, a identity. Arthur Smith comes from the Tennessee Titans, um, where basically that that team that offense ran through their running back. Uh, Derrick Henry and I think Atlanta is going to do exactly the same and run through their running back and Bijan Robinson in the rushing game and in the passing game. They'll be physical. They'll attack. They'll be at the point of attack. So I'm picking Atlanta to cover the three and a half. I think they'll get it right around four. Uh, if I have to pick this game, it's going to be some somewhere around uh, you know 23 to 18, 23, 23 to 20, 20, 23 to 18, something somewhere around there is where I would lay it. So I'm going to lay the three and a half. And I'll take Atlanta and the under, by the way. All right. 
Next up, we got Cincinnati going to the Cleveland Browns. Another division matchup straight off the bat. One o'clock game that I'm looking forward to. The AFC Black and Blue Division, a.k.a. the AFC North Division. Uh, Deshaun Watson has a lot to prove. Cincinnati's laying two and a half points, which means they can win by a field goal and get this. Um, I believe Cincinnati has the better overall team. The only thing Cincinnati doesn't have is the best defensive player in the game, which is still on the Cleveland Browns for now until he decides to leave. I'm taking Cincinnati. They have better receivers. They got a better quarterback. The only thing that's really a push on is running back. They might have an advantage at running back for Cleveland, but Nick Chubb is not going to carry them to a win because if he did, they would have won more games last year. And the last time we we saw Deshaun Watson, it wasn't working. And I don't see as how it's going to work anymore now. I like Amari Cooper, but uh, I have little faith in this team. So I'll be taking Cincinnati. I'm going to lay those points. And who do you got? And I'm going to be taking the uh, over. Um, so it's, it's basically the um, Cincinnati Bengals versus the um, Rapey and, um, and the Browns, right? That is correct. Yeah, so I'm still I'm still going to go with Cincinnati for winning this, and I'm going to go with the with the um, former AFC East, AFC um, champions or whatever. A couple of years ago, they they you know went to the Super Bowl. They still got a high power team. I don't trust Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and I keep calling him Mr. Rapier. He's not really raping. You know, do apologize about that. But you know, I'm gonna keep saying it. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's one. He's on my list as a garbage quarterback. That you know that needs to prove himself to get out of my doghouse. So as long as he doesn't prove, as long as he still stays there, not proving himself, I'm gonna keep picking against him. So I'm gonna go with Cincinnati, and I'm taking the overs. Fair enough. They don't have much behind him aside from a rookie anyway. So we will see. Malik, who do you got? I'm going the other way. I'm going to take Cleveland and the under here. Um, look, you know, the last time we saw Deshaun Watson, it wasn't very good, but he had an excuse. Um, he was coming off of nearly two years of no football, um, no, 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 um, no contact, no experience. Um, he was walking into a brand new offense with Kevin Stefanski and and the Cleveland Browns coming coming away from Houston. And he just didn't have he didn't have his legs under him. He didn't have his arm. He did he didn't have anything. You know, um, he's had a full off season now. He's been able to 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 to, to play and to practice with his team. Um, they've got some good pieces on that offense. Amari uh, Cooper, uh, as you mentioned, Nick Chubb, the offensive line. Um, I'm not sure if they if they added any pieces to the offensive line, but they're they're definitely not. They were never a bad unit. They weren't a bad unit even, you know, a couple of years ago when they were running the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So expect them to be able to run the football. Um, and Cincinnati, although Burrow is going to be playing, he hasn't played much of the preseason. Um, he was not able to practice with the team most of the preseason as he was dealing with a calf strain. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland won the game outright at home. Um, but I definitely think they can cover the spread. So I'm going to take Cleveland and the under here. Uh, and uh, yeah, I really, I do like this. I think Cincinnati, if Cincinnati does win, it's late, late second field goal, you know, that, that, uh, that puts them over the top, but I like Cleveland. I'll take the under. All right. Fair enough. The over under is 43 and a half for everybody who didn't hear it on the front end. Next up, we have Jacksonville going down to the Indianapolis, going up to the Indianapolis Colts. This line has moved up from four and a half to five. Everybody who was healthy at the beginning of preseason is still healthy. He was expected to start for both of these teams. Um, Shaquille Barrett, Shaquille Leonard, I should say, is coming back. 
They will be starting for Indianapolis, looking to have a healthy season. The over-under on this game is 45 and a half points, and Jacksonville is minus five. Jacksonville won the division last year, nine and seven, and everybody expects them to take a big leap forward. I'm going to be taking the obvious pick. I know I've been going kind of with all the favorites so far, but in the first week, I don't see too many upsets that are going to happen. This is my first lock of the week. I'm locking in Jacksonville to take this one. I think they're going to improve. This is the most improved team in the AFC South, in my opinion. Um, they have the best quarterback uh, with experience and with talent so far. It's going to take a while for Anthony Richardson to get going. I do believe that he can get better, but that is yet to be seen. There's going to be some quarterback development. He's had a full camp, but, you know, they have a better thing going down in Jacksonville. He even got a playoff win last year. So they have some confidence in their QB and their team and offense overall. So I'm taking Doug Peterson and the boys, and I'm locked this one in. Malik, who do you got? I like Jacksonville to win the game, but this is another one where I, I think that the Colts can cover, um, where I think where I like the um, the home dog here on a cover uh, against a division opponent that is probably, you know, most likely better than them. I think earlier, I think if this, this game was played, you know, four weeks from now, it might be a blowout the other way, you know, a blowout in Jacksonville's favor. But I think the Colts will keep it close. I think the game will stay close. I think the Colts know, you know, obviously Shane Steichen, um, who's the new head coach in Indianapolis, um, remembers, was it, is it Steichen? Yeah, I can't remember. I always mix up the two of them, but I think it is Steichen. It's Steichen, um, yeah. Yeah. But he obviously remembers, you know, how he knows how to bring along a young quarterback whose best asset is his legs. Um, he did that with Jalen Hurts last year, and we saw we saw how well um, they they progressed. So I, I'm expecting some pretty good things out of Indianapolis this year. And to cover a five point spread at home, um, you know, there in the first week of the year, I think that's that's totally doable for them. Um, Jacksonville started off slow a year ago. I wouldn't be surprised if they started started off slow again this year um, before coming on and then figuring things out. Um, I do think the interesting thing with Jacksonville is is, is uh, their offense adding in Calvin Ridley, uh, who they didn't have didn't have a year ago. So it's kind of like adding a, a new whole new free agent for them. So I expect some explosiveness from their offense. But um, Indianapolis's defense hasn't been is not horrible. And this was a team that last year, you know, coming into the season with Matt Ryan as their quarterback, people were picking them to win the division. So that's not to say yes. that this team was this team wasn't bad. Right. They just had a really bad year um, and they didn't have great quarterback play. So if they get some good quarterback play, uh, Richardson keeps the keeps the, uh, the turnovers down and doesn't put them in bad positions. I can see them gutting out a victory, but I can definitely see them covering the spread. So I'm going to take Indianapolis and I will take what's the over under on this one. The over-under on this, I believe, is 45 and a half. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take Indianapolis in the under. All right. And who do you got? Well, I'm going to go the other way on this one. Um, from what I'm seeing here, Jacksonville is going to actually turn out to be a, a threat in the AFC. I think this, this, is going to be, this year is going to be their coming out party, just like how it was for Buffalo Bills a couple of years ago when Josh Allen finally got Stephon Diggs on his team. And mm -hmm. the, the offense started clicking. I think it's the same thing is going to happen with Jacksonville. They focused on Indianapolis. This is the team that has been focusing on since um the OTAs and stuff like that. And I think they're going to come out swinging. Indianapolis, I don't really trust them. They got a quite 
I believe there's a new coach, right? Indianapolis coach? Yes, there is, yeah. There's a rookie coach, kind of rookie. And then you got a rookie quarterback as well. He doesn't have his running back. I don't really trust this. I don't really trust the team at all. I don't trust the the own. I don't even trust the owner as as far as for the the BS that he pulled <laughs> last year. But you know, I still didn't. I didn't forget that BS. You know, quick pulling. And he the hired his friend who used to work for him. Yeah, pulling the guy off a couch and you know eating potato chips. You know, playing Madden and stuff like that. You know, watching the games and stuff like that. Decided to come in and coach next week. No, I'm not trusting this team until they actually prove it. There's another team that got to prove it to me. But Jacksonville, I think they really going to step it up this year. This is going to be the coming out party. They're going to put themselves on the map and make themselves scary. So I'm going to take Jacksonville and take it over in this one. All right. Next up, we have Minnesota hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, formerly of the NFC Central Division. NFC Central rivals going back for about 20, 30 years. Minnesota is at home and they are favored by six points. The over-under on this is also 45 and a half, which is kind of the default over-under line. It's week one. They don't know what's up. Minnesota's going to have the worst defense in the NFC North. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense will actually be improved. They still have one of the best left tackles in Tristan Wirfs. And from what I've seen, I didn't see Minnesota get much better. So they have one great wide receiver. They drafted, you know, they drafted well. Uh, they do have KJ Osborne, but they've lost Adam Thielen. They do have TJ Hawkinson, who just got his huge deal. So we're going to have to see. Minnesota's going to have to outscore everybody just like they did last year. So. I don't have that much faith in Minnesota outscoring everyone. And if they're going to falter, it's going to be in the first game. So give me Tampa Bay. I think Baker Mayfield will do enough. Um, he's a capable quarterback, and I think he knows his career is riding on this. So this is his last shot for him. And he is not gonna, he's not going to ruin it. And I believe in their head coach. Um, he was able to squeeze it out and get, a, you know, get Tom Brady back to the playoffs. And he's a good head coach. Um, if he had a quarterback with the Jets, he would have made it. So we will see. I'm going to take Tampa, and I'm going to take those six points. I'm going to go with the under. Go ahead, Ann. Well, as a resident fan of the Jets, I know damn well Todd Bowles is not a damn good coach. He's a good defensive coach, but he's not a good head coach. I saw I saw when he took over the Jets defense, and the Jets defense went from, from a two to a ten. But – as far as, you know, as a head coach, no, he doesn't know how to delegate well, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. I do not like him, like him as a coach, and I don't like Baker Mayfield as a coach. He's basically the wish version of Tom Brady right now, filling in that spot as this team falls apart. And players are basically trying to find a way, their way out of there right now. So I'm going to go with Minnesota in this one, even though I don't really care who wins this one. But if I'm flipping that, that coin that I flipped, you know, a couple of days ago that I was talking about, I flipped it for this game as well. I still can't find it anymore. But, you know, I did look, I did saw it yesterday, I believe. And I'm going to go with Minnesota, and I'm taking the under. All right. Malik, who do you have? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, Anthony's point about Todd Bowles is uh, duly noted. <laughs> no, he doesn't like him. He's a former Jets. Former Jets head coach did not do well uh, at that stop. And did not really do all that well last year, even though I, I don't think I could blame him for Made some the of the things that went on last year. Um, yeah, did make the playoffs. And I can't Let's really blame him for some of the things. They did. They did. The Bucks did make the playoffs last year. They, they won the division. Who else was in that division? Um, who else was in what? The, the, the Atlanta, New Orleans. 
Atlanta, and New Orleans, and Carolina. South is going through uh, some transition years. That's my point. Anybody can make that. Anybody can make the, the playoffs on that, that division. It's a division, nonetheless. They win, and they won it. They got somebody who's got to win it. But anyway, um, but anyway, I think the interesting thing here is um, that Minnesota. This you know Minnesota last year won I believe eleven games um, decided by one possession or less uh, uh, by one possession uh, uh, last yeah. season yeah so so they were you know extremely they were I think a lot of a lot of what happened to them last year was luck based um, I don't believe in Baker Mayfield as a quarterback and, and as a leader as a leader on the field um, I don't I couldn't tell you the names of you know, more than two of the players on the Buccaneers offense. But I can see them, you know, keeping keeping it close. Minnesota does not have Dalvin Cook this year. Uh, they've decided to move move away from him. They're going with Alexander Madison. Um, they're going to give a heavy do- heavy dosage of opportunities to Justin Jefferson. Now that Adam, Adam Thielen is not there, um, the rookie Jordan Addison is going to be the, the number two uh, on the other side of him. Um, so, you know, I figure Kirk Cousins will do, will do well. Um, but this team is going to look really different this year. And I don't think, I think that they, they definitely, um, have the opportunity and have the ability to, you know, to win this game and should win this game, um, at home, but I'm going to take Tampa to cover the spread. I think I like the six points here, uh, as again, beginning of the season, you don't really know what, what you've got. Until until the guys roll out there, and so I could see Minnesota stumbling a little bit and uh, giving up giving up some points to a Tampa Bay team that's probably not as good as uh, as what's what you're going to see on Sunday. So I'll take Tampa Bay and the over. I only trust Baker Mayfield as a third string, quite um, what's the name, emergency quarterback. Wow, <laughs> sorry, he has led a I mean, team to the playoffs. He, he led and good. Just saying. And if he's I'm not a, if I'm not mistaken, he's Johnny Manziel, really except he actually practices and shows up. Didn't he have a really big win last year um, on the Rams? I think that was his first start on yeah, the Rams, is, like man. a Monday Night Football. You know, Monday they, Night they, Football they, game. They, they he traded from Cleveland, and then Cleveland sent him to Carolina, and then he got the Carolina head coach fired, correct? Mm-hmm. And then PJ Walker was starting in his place, and then they sent him yeah, out yeah. to the Rams because they were like. I mean, somebody's got to take these snaps. Yeah, he hopped the, 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 like, the plane. There was no footage on him, and then you know he wound up beating the breaks out of whoever team they faced that night. It's not because there's no footage. Trust me, they they know how he plays. They know what their playbook was. Like they know how he plays, but they, I'm sure they know the game plan for him. I so don't remember who they beat or if it was even a playoff team. It was just the fact that he was able to win a game. He won a game, so like you know, I, I believe. I believe he's capable and he's had a full camp and he knows the offense. So Todd um, who's, who's Peyton Manning's backup, George Sorge? He can win a game too. Oh my God. Actually he couldn't, which is why they ended up with uh which is why they ended up with uh what's his name from Stanford. So I already have so, I already have Sorge as my backup in Baker Mayfield. Jim Sorge? Yes, I already have him. All right. Andrew Luck, <laughs> which is how they got Andrew Luck because they lost all year. Twenty twelve season. New Orleans hosting Tennessee Titans, Battle of the South, Nashville versus New Orleans. Um, this is a three-point spread. This is a game that I would not bet on because I have generally not much faith in either team. I do know that Tennessee's defense is going to be better. They're going on the road. It was the very first game of the season. Uh, that being said, I would not gamble on this. I do not suggest anyone gambling on this unless you know these teams very intimately. A three-point spread just says that 
basically, if this was a neutral site, it'd be a pick'em. Over under is 41 and a half. I'm going to take New Orleans just because of the fact that they're at home, and I think they're a healthier team. Um, they have better offensive weapons outside of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry could come through and just run for 230 yards, or Derrick Henry could run for 175, and somehow Tennessee will still lose this game. Tennessee gets the lead. I believe they'll hold it because they have the better defense. But um, I'm just taking New Orleans just on the fact that they're at home. Go ahead, Ant. Well, the trap that we all, all, we all as fans fall into – is that, you know, we, we see a team and then we, we just project them to be a certain way or whatever, a certain good or whatever. I believe everybody's – the reason why these numbers are like this is because Vegas and everybody else was projecting Tennessee to be Tennessee, what, two years ago when they actually made the playoffs and it was the ground and pound team and whatever like that. And they might and they might throw it to um, Hopkins a little bit and they might throw it to that, that, that other guy, I forgot what his name is, that's long and weird looking or whatever. He's great. He's a great fantasy sleeper. Traylon Burks. The tight end? No. Oh, I have no idea who Tennessee's tight end is anymore. Traylon Burks might well be a tight end, but anyway. Um, I'm going to go with New Orleans on this one. They got the firepower. They got the rookie Olave from last year. They they actually got a good quarterback this year. And I think they could actually pull it out, pull, pull out, the, you know, for the, the wing. So I'm going to take them, and I'm taking them over on this one. All right. And then I'm going to make this my second lock of the week. Are and we still doing locks or anything? We are, yeah. You okay, have two, I, I have one, and Malik has one. Okay, I need to hear y'all lines. Go ahead, go ahead, Malik. Um, which this is the New Orleans, Tennessee, right? Yep, yeah, and New Orleans is hosting. Okay. They're laying okay. three points yeah. to the Titans, aka the yeah. Orleans. So this is the beginning of the Derek Carr era. Um, we are expecting. Um, I, I expect some big things. Um, from this offense in 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 their first year together, uh, not because I think Derek Carr is just you know a phenomenal quarterback, but because he's a, he's accustomed and he's he's definitely accustomed and um, affiliated with Dennis Allen very well, uh, who's the head coach in in, in New Orleans, um, and he's got a ton of weapons on this team. I think the major the major question I have just with regards to New Orleans is is whether or not they're going to be able to score enough points to cover the spread. But their defense is still very, very much alive. Uh, they still got a very good defense. They had a very good defense last year. That's what carried them to, uh, you know, potential division division title uh, in the in the NFC South, um, and kept them in the season. So I think their defense will still play well uh, and and play well at home. Tennessee, just I'm I'm not sure. Uh, we're not really sure about what what we're gonna see with them. You know, you know, Derrick Henry's gonna be out there. He's gonna come to play. Um, if he's, you know, if he's healthy, he's going to be out there. He's going to, he's going to be creating havoc. You know, what's going to happen with their receivers? Uh, is DeAndre Hopkins still the D hop of old, uh, or is he just an old D hop? You know, do we know, you know, what's Ryan Tannehill going to be? Um, is the Ryan health, Ryan Tannehill situation going to be figured out this year? Is he going to have a, you know, one of those big, big seasons, or is he going to get benched for Will Levis? Or Malik Willis, or or any one of those, any one of those two two guys, uh, those young guys that the the Titans have drafted over the last couple of years. Um, it's gonna. I think this is a season of transition for them. Um, I believe that we picked either either we picked or I picked Tennessee to win the AFC South um, this year. Um, I think I might have. I think I might have selected them to win the AFC South this year. Because of that, I'm gonna pick Tennessee to cover. I want Tennessee to cover this spread. Um, at the three so they lose by points. 
I think they lose by one or two points. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and New Orleans, uh, New Orleans is, is able to win the game but not cover the spread. Or Tennessee just wins it outright. Tennessee is still a good team. They're well coached. Um, and I think, again, New Orleans will have will struggle a little bit without Alvin Kamara uh, in the backfield with uh, with Derek Carr. So I'm going to take Tennessee. I'll take the under in the game. I think this is going to be a well-played defensive game all around. All right. At low-key, um, Ryan Tannehill is one of the five oldest active quarterbacks in the NFL. He is 35 years old. So just remember that. Oldest quarterback in the league is playing on Monday Night Football. I won't tell you That's which team, mouth. but I think you know. Next up, we have San Francisco going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a home underdog getting two and a half points. This is my second lock of the week. I'm taking Pittsburgh to cover this. Um, do it in the regular season. Do it when people expect you to play. He's coming back off of Tommy John surgery, which is something quarterbacks don't usually go through. They have so much confidence in Brock Purdy. Um, obviously, all the weapons in San Francisco are there. Joey Bosa got his contract, which is – is it Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa? Can't remember which one. Nick. Nick's the older brother. Nick Bosa just got his contract. Bosa family just got paid. Richest contract in uh, highest paid defender in NFL history. Not shocked by that. They got the bread. But they are in Pittsburgh. It's the Kenny Pickett era. They're opening up. Um, if Pittsburgh can stay healthy, they gave Joe, Joe Burrow fits last year. And this was the game that they were able to win. Um, we just need T.J. Watt to stay healthy. And they're going to be pressuring San Francisco. I don't believe in San Francisco's defensive line. And I don't think they're, I'm sorry, their offensive line, not their defensive line. But I don't believe that San Francisco's defense can stay this good for this long. And also, I believe their secondary is going to be a bit shaky. Outside of that one safety, Huanga, uh, I can't pronounce his name correctly, but that's just on me. No disrespect. Go ahead, Malik. Who do you got? Um, I like San Francisco here. San Francisco plays, you know, bully style. He, they... If, if if you closed your eyes and watched the San Francisco 49ers play without like seeing their logos, their helmets, or anything like that, you just watch the team play, you'd think they're in the AFC North. They play like an AFC North team. They yeah. run the football. They play defense. Um, their quarterback situation is, is, is just good enough to kind of get the ball to its to their 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 um their pass catchers and their playmakers. Uh, they get them the balls in, in good situations and they just make plays. Um, I don't see a reason why this to me, this game is going to be really, you know, hard nosed, you know, um, both sides, you know, getting at it. And I could see two sacks on both sides, one, you know, two sacks from Nick Bosa and two sacks from TJ Watt on the other side. Like I can absolutely see this being a, you know, very close, you know, one score, one score game all the way through. I'll pick San Francisco to win because this this number is at two and a half. If this number was at three or four, I might be picking Pittsburgh on there. Pittsburgh is in the, as the home dog, but at two and a half, I'll take I'll take San Francisco to cover that line uh, with again, you know, late game late game heroics or something along those lines that get them get them the win get them the victory. So I'll take San Francisco in the under. All right, and who do you got? You know, I'm, I'm matching up with you, Ace, on this one. I'm taking Pittsburgh to cover on this one. Mm -hmm. This is definitely, like how Malik said, this is definitely going to be this old school, drag, drag them out and knocking them, def high, strong defense, run the ball type of game that you usually see in the AFC, especially the AFC North. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh on this one. They're, they're, to me, they, they're, they're going to be the quiet team this year. 
that's still going to end up in the playoffs for some strange reason. You're going to look up and you're going to wonder how the hell they got in there type of shit. But Every year there's a team that goes to the Super Bowl that did not play a playoff game last year. So keep that in mind for whoever you're picking to make the Super Bowl. It will be a team that you are not suspecting. But this could be one of them as far as it is concerned. But I'm taking Pittsburgh in this one. They're the quiet team. They're not the flashy team. But I'm going to take them to cover in this game. This is going to be my third lock of the week. Pittsburgh is my second lock of the week and Anthony's third. Uh, next up, we have the worst game of the week coming on at 1 o'clock, and it's one of the later 1 o'clock games. We have Arizona going to Washington. Skip, next game. The two historical worst franchises in the league outside of the two years that Washington won the Super Bowl. Um, that being said, I think Arizona's going to pile up another loss to make it to 1,000 losses since they've been in the NFL since its founding. Uh, I have no faith in their quarterback. I have no faith in their coach. They're giving seven points. So clearly Vegas expects and everyone else expects them to lose. Washington, um, you know, they have Sam Howell. I think he will play well. He has good weapons around him. Everybody is healthy. They have a couple of good running backs. Everybody in the defensive line is healthy. And, you know, they need picks. They have have former defensive ends who are first-round picks out of Ohio State who will not be named. We need to step up so they can get paid. I hope he ends up on the Bears, to be honest. This is for you, Chase Young. So I'm going to take Washington just on the fact that they are at home. I don't like the fact that this is a seven-point spread. The over-under is 38-and-a-half, which means I don't believe any points will be scored by either team. I'm going to take the over, and that's where Vegas is going to lose money on this one. But um, I really don't know who's going to win this game. I think Arizona may shock some people. Who knows? Maybe that rookie is actually way better than Colt McCoy, way more mobile, which is why they're taking him. Go ahead, Malik. Well, you're the, by rookie, you might be talking about Caleb Williams, who they plan on drafting in 2024, um, because they're starting Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. For the, it's uh, Joshua Dobbs, uh, and then the guy behind him was a rookie, correct? Or am I losing? I, I don't know who the backup is going to be um, um, Clayton Toon, Arizona dude. this year. Clayton Toon, I think. Oh, Toon, yes. Toon, Clayton Toon right. out of Houston. Yep, yep, yep. That's who it is. Yeah, so so Dobbs is going to be the starting quarterback. This is going to be my second lock, um, locking in Washington. Look, I mean, everything's coming up roses for Washington right now. I mean, they 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 got rid of, they found a way to get rid of their toxic owner. Um, they, you know, feel like they have their quarterback of the future potentially uh, in Sam Howell, who was a low round draft pick, so he's not making any money um, right now, but he's the starting quarterback for this team, and. Um, they've added, you know, a, a, a number of pieces around him. They feel like they feel really good around about the offense around him. Terry McLaurin, um, although he's questionable for the game, um, if he's able to go, he's one of the top fifteen, top twenty, top twenty receivers in the NFL. Uh, and then you have um, Jahan Dotson on the other side of him, who's a pretty good, who's a pretty good pass catcher in his own right. Chase Young is also questionable for the game at the at the moment. Looks like he'll be able to go out there, but even without Chase Young, that defense showed its abilities over the course of last season. Its ability to 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 you know um, keep games close, make plays, and and even win win a couple of games that they probably were expected to lose. Uh, specifically, a game against the Philadelphia Eagles. This was a team that we watched beat the, the Philadelphia Eagles when the Philadelphia Eagles were rolling uh, and were complete, were undefeated. This was the team that beat them and broke their undefeated streak. So the commanders are not as bad as people, um, you know, as people make them out to be. Um, so I expect them to have a pretty good season. 
Um, and to play, play spoiler, I could see them eclipsing one of uh, the Cowboys, Giants, or Eagles uh, and not finishing dead last in the division this, this year. You um, said they might have a better record than the Eagles. You really you believe? I said I can I can see them eclipsing one of those teams. I think one of those teams is gonna gotcha. is gonna fall. I'm not, I don't know which one, but I think one of those teams is gonna have a have a difficult season and gonna fall. And the Commanders will give them give them a run for their money. Um, so I think they'll play close to 500 football, and I think it starts with a drubbing of the Cardinals. I, this is probably gonna be a two. To me, this is this is like like gonna be a two score, if not more, uh, victory for the Commanders. So I'm definitely taking the Commanders lock in the same my second lock of the week. All right, and yeah, you're still with us. Well, of course, I'm still with y'all. I'm definitely not going to be with Arizona. <laughs> I'm t- definitely taking the Commanders on this one, formerly known as the Deskins, formerly known as the Football Team. I'm definitely taking Washington. Definitely taking them, and I'm taking the over. Um, I just wanted to know, um, do y'all guys know somebody named Jonathan Gannon? Yeah, he's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, but He's see, Rich Gannon's you know nephew, that. I believe. I mean, who else do you think knows that, who, who he is? The players on the team. Also, he had one of the weakest <laughs> motivational speeches I've ever heard in my life recently. When I was watching um, something on like NFL.com or some, one of these NFL websites where they were like just talking about how little motivated the Arizona Cardinals players are and the fact that they feel like they know that they're tanking because their quarterback is not up to snuff and also, um, you know, Marquise Brown is coming back off an injury. He's not going to play. Zach Ertz isn't going to play. Ojolari isn't going to play. Basically, everybody you heard of who's on this team, aside from Keontae Ingram, is not going to play. So, well, there you go. He's going he's gonna to give a lot of motivational speeches throughout the whole year. But it's going to be him versus the veteran on the side over there yeah. versus, um, what's the name also, the, the man who should have been the head coach a long time ago that's the offensive coordinator versus that team that is very good, sneakily very good, and I believe, and the same thing that Malik was talking about earlier, that they're going to take that take one of those spots from the, one of those um um higher teams from last year. I think they got quite. I think it's going to be dumb, maybe creeping up there, maybe the third team to actually make it in or actually be the wild card team in there. Um, but I'm definitely going to take Washington. Let's stop talking about them. We know dang on well Arizona's just going to go through the whole was it 17 weeks, and then everybody's just going to go down like a conga line slapping the shit out of them. Every single game, they might actually go under. They might go undefeated and losing. Defeated, completely defeated. Uh, I I don't know what the opposite of undefeated is, but completely defeated. I don't know. I'll figure that out. That's a new word we might invent just for the Arizona Cardinals. Just destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. Completely shattered. Uh, Baltimore hosting the Houston. Largest spread of the week. Houston is getting ten points to go to Baltimore. As crazy as it sounds, and most people wouldn't take this, I'm going to take Baltimore. It's my third lock of the week. I have no faith in Houston. I have no faith in their head coach. I have no faith in C.J. Stroud as quarterback. Um, I don't think they're going to play well. They moved Brandon Cooks. I don't know who he's throwing the ball to. They have two great rookies, and that's about it. Houston's defense wasn't terrible last year, but they had a much better head coach last year. I have no idea who their head coach is. I think it's the old defense coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know that man's name. Sorry for that, man. I'm betting on Baltimore. I will definitely be betting on Baltimore. I might even raise the points spread up to 13 and a half because I think they're going to beat them by two TDs so I can get some extra plus on that. Um, if you're from Houston, sorry that you have to cheer for this sorry-ass team, but you don't. So be a free agent. Pick another team. Bleak, who do you got? Um, Yeah, I'm definitely going to take Baltimore here. Uh. 
I don't like this line. <laughs> do not like a 10-point line week one of the season. We've seen no, we've seen nothing of either one of these teams. Um, nothing of any merit to base this um, this prediction on. Yeah. I actually like D'Amico Ryan's. Um, I think D'Amico Ryan's may turn out to be a pretty good oh, coach. That's right. They gave D'Amico um, Ryan's a head coaching job. My bad. Yeah, I, I think he may turn out to be a pretty good coach. Um, I I did like C.J. Stroud coming out of Ohio State. Thought nope. he was a thought he was a pretty good, you know, a pretty accurate passer. You know, pretty pretty good athlete coming out of that school. Um, never was not a runner. No, he didn't. And, you know, that's 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 telling. But that's really that's a college thing. Whatever. It's fine. It's just because, um, you know, Jim Harbaugh had to do that or else they were going to, you know, they were going to you know, throw him out of throw him out of the state. But anyway, um, I think C.J. Stroud has got a long way to go. He's going to take a bit of a beating. Um, he might break Derek Carr's uh, David Carr's rookie record for uh, sacks in the season. Um, so, you know, I hope he doesn't, I hope he's able to, cause the thing about him, you know, coming, going in was he, he was, he, he's an athlete, but he likes to stand in the pocket and make plays, right? He likes to stand in the pocket and he likes to deliver the, deliver the football. He's not a, just, he's not a, um, you know, Justin Fields type of quarterback who will get out and, and, and go run, run with it. Uh, he's not a Lamar Jackson type who's gonna he's gonna make a whole bunch of plays with his legs. He's gonna stand in the pocket and he's gonna try to deliver the football. He's gonna try to do that um, to the best of his ability. And I just expect the Baltimore Ravens to try to tee off on him. Um, again, I really don't like this line, but I can't see how you can pick uh, Houston here because I just don't see where the points are coming from. Um, can't name you. They're they're two outside receivers. I know Damian Pierce is their running back. You ask me who they receive. If you put a gun to my head and ask me who their receivers and their tight ends were, I'd probably be a dead man. So I, I just don't believe that there's anything I can see for Houston to state that this this line should be any lower, uh, even though I can't stand it. So I'll take Baltimore and I'll I'll, I'll play the under here. I, I expect Baltimore's defense to get to get sack happy and uh, make some make some major plays. So Baltimore on the under is my call here. They will score in all three phases of the game. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, um, I had the, the luxury of um, getting to Google it. Um, Robert w- uh, Woods is one of them, and I think Nico Collins is the other. Robert Woods from yeah, ancient times. Rams, Rams, the Rams. And, uh, and then Tennessee last year? Formerly Tennessee, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, Nico, Nico Hollins, Ryans? Hollins. Collins. D'Amico Ryans will be a good head coach. He just doesn't have the athletes right now. That's unfortunate. He just doesn't have the talent on that team right He'll now. He'll take him from three wins to six wins. So that's an improvement. Well, um, to him. they got the um, offensive passer game coordinator from the 49ers last year to be the offensive coordinator. They might actually can pull up – maybe can pull up something. Is Debo Samuels going to be there for that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but – um. Yeah, let me stop wasting time on this one. I'm going to go <laughs> with, with the logical pick here because, you know, there's no way that anybody will pick Houston. But you never know. Houston actually might make this an interesting game, and we might actually lose out money on this one. But I'm still taking Baltimore, and I'm, but I'm going to go with the underness with this one just because Houston is going to inherit that defensive mentality from their head coach. So I think they're going to actually – this might actually can be a grinded-out game. So I'll take Baltimore in the under. All right. Next up, we have my favorite team, Chicago Football Bears, hosting the Green Bay Packers. 
Aaron Rodgers for the first time in what, 18 years, 19 years? Since crackback blocks were illegal? Oh, uh, a long time since they don't even have a franchise quarterback, maybe. The Bears are minus one. They don't have a franchise quarterback, and we were going to show them today. Uh, Jordan Love is starting for Green Bay. We have the best quarterback in this game. Uh, Green Bay might have a better defense. We finally have a real pass rusher in Yannick Ngakwe. They have a better secondary. Uh, Green Bay has a better offensive line, but it won't matter because they're not going to be able to run the ball the entire game. I think Chicago has a better defensive line. They've cut the guys who were not performing last year and brought in better players. I'm going to take Chicago. It's a one-point spread. Essentially what this means is who's going to win the game? The Bears are at home. Aaron Rodgers is not there. Justin Fields has a real target. He might have zero air yards and still throw three touchdown passes with just screen passes in this game. It is actually possible that they could do that. Um, I know he's not going to have to run because, well, they have receivers. Real number one and a real number two. And Cole Komet's a solid, uh, you know, tight end. It's really just that pass rush I'm concerned about. So give me the Bears, and I'm going to lock this in for my third lock of the week. I know I'm being a homer, but I don't really care. Uh, Malik, go ahead. Over under is uh, 44 and a half, and I'm going to take the under. Bears win 21-3. I mean, this is a one-point spread. I mean, like, honestly speaking, what what can I do with this other than, you know, I'll just 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 watch the game and just just basically yeah, right. pick who you think is going to win the game because and you know it's it, going to be the national game because it's on at four o'clock, which is why they it do. is. So I love it. It is a national game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it either. YouTube, get over yourselves. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch this game. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with Jordan Love, the Jordan Love versus uh, Justin Fields uh, situation here. You know, look, I mean, this could be, um, you know, barring a, a uh, you know, anything cataclysmic happening, this could be the future of the NFC North, um, these two quarterbacks and these two teams. Um, so, you know, would not be surprised if both of these teams, you know, play better than expected. But I think this is going to be a really interesting game to watch. Chicago's at home. Um, I don't really know what, you know, the, the main main question I have about Chicago is obviously still their offensive line. I know they've made some adjustments. Uh, they've, they've added some added some pieces, um, but it's still questionable whether or not their offensive line is, 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 is has taken the step forward to really be be supportive of Justin Fields. I'm going to take Chicago here um, because I think they'll win the game. I think Green Bay is going to surprise a couple of folks with the way that they manufacture their offense, but I still don't trust their defense that well. Uh, not well enough to uh, hold back Justin Fields. I have a feeling he's going to have a pretty big game, uh, both throwing and running and, and kind of show out a little bit and make himself uh, the talk of Monday uh, Monday morning sports talk uh, around the league. So give me give me the Bears. Um, I hate to say that, but yeah, give me the Bears. And yeah. I'll take I'll take the over uh, on the over-under here. I feel like 42 both, and a half. Both defenses um, play – Pretty decent, but I think both offenses are going to be able to score pretty well uh, in this situation. If this was later on in the season, uh, weather was colder, things like that. You know, real real Chicago weather was coming into play here. Maybe I would pick, I would take the under on this, but I'm going to take the over at 42 and a half. Uh, so I'll take Chicago in the over. Uh, I'm not locking this in though, because it's going so low. Yeah, that same reason um, why I had to pick this team, they believe. Um, alluded to is because of the weather. If it was a, later on in the year, and I got to see more of these, more of Green Bay or whatever, 
I'm actually would pick Chicago if Green Bay was not all that. But that that those points is kind of scaring me right now because this is the lowest of, of all of the team of all the teams that we, we see on this this own. You know what that means? They really don't know who's gonna win, and they don't want to give two and a half or three and a half to anybody. So this is a pick 'em, basically. Yeah, but you also have you know the team quite hyping this dude up, um, join love whatever. I'm right. gonna have to go. With... Ain't no love, so I'm not. I can't go with Green Bay. I'm going with Chicago and everybody else. I'm sorry, I can't go with that. All right. I don't know if you heard it or not, or if it's gonna even pick up. Nope, absolutely didn't. Yeah, but that's why I'm I appreciate the effort. He was playing "Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City" by Jay Z. So ain't gonna be no love on this week. I might be wrong in this one, but we're gonna we're gonna watch this game. This is gonna how this game goes with Green Bay is how we're gonna be picking throughout the rest of the year. All right, we have Denver hosting Las Vegas. The Raiders going to the Broncos. This is a rivalry game. This is another division game. Have a lot of these in the week one, which is kind of interesting. Usually they gotta mix it up more than this. Um, Denver is favored by three and a half. Huh? Usually save the the um the division games so usually to the end so they can keep on going yeah. against each other. They got to spread them out. So um I think they want to give Denver an easy one because I think Las Vegas is gonna be the worst team in the league. Um they have a disgruntled running back, they got rid of Darren Waller. Um Arizona uh, quite said hold my beer. Yeah. They're not Las Vegas is one of the Raiders are gonna be the one low key team that's gonna be terrible all year and every game they play is gonna be an away game because everybody's gonna to go to Vegas to watch their team win. Um, I have no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's a mediocre quarterback, and I think this is a mediocre coach, but this is one of the guys that he worked with in New England, so we'll see. Uh, I'm going to take Denver, begrudgingly, but this is not a game that I would personally bet on. The over-under on this is 44-and-a-half, and I'm going to take the – I'm going to go with the over. I think uh, Russell Wilson's going to have a much better season. I think as a real offensive coach, knows, you know, knows how to use him better and get him out there and use him his legs, and I don't think he's um, done. Ahead, uh, well, I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go the opposite way here because um, Russell Wilson is, in my, is another quarterback that's in my doghouse. I don't trust him. I don't know. They they keep trying to get on Hackett, trying to say that it was Hackett's fault, whatever. But I saw Russell Wilson digress when he was still in Seattle, until he actually proved improves himself and actually proves himself. You know, proves himself and proves himself in this game, and in many others. I'm gonna go against him. On this, and that Jimmy Garoppolo and um Josh McDaniels, quite connection, quite still alive. They had many years together. I'm gonna go with Vegas on this one, and I'm gonna take the under in this one because I, I think it's gonna be a, like a sloppy game. But to me, Jimmy Garoppolo right as of right now is I hate to say this, but Jimmy Garoppolo right now is a better quarterback to pick right now in this situation. That's just my opinion. Hey, Malik, who do you got? Um, yeah, the Sean Payton era is gonna. Get, I think the Sean Payton era gets off to a pretty good start. Personally, um, I think that this is a this is a team that I, I find it interesting that that Sean Payton has made some of the statements that he's made thus far up until this point about this team and about you know how things will run. Uh, in the organization before his arrival. Uh, so it feels like he's going to really, um, you know, he's 
you know, really out to make a bunch of changes in this in in this in this team and and, and how this team is is run, how this team is, is you know is is playing. Um, and one thing I will always say about that situation is that it's usually all good in the very beginning, um, and you know that usually bodes off pretty well when you're winning football games. So I feel like this will start out pretty well because they've got a pretty good matchup against the team that they should defeat. Uh, Las Vegas really has. Devontae Adams and not much else after they traded Darren Waller. Um, Josh Jacobs and, is still there, but who knows? You know, Josh, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is still there, but you know, he was dealing with a contract situation. He reported late to camp. Um, so there's, there's, that in the, in, there's that situation as well. I don't think the Raiders are as bad as, you know, as bad as maybe uh, Ant, said, Ant said they would be or you said they would be. Um, that was me. But I do, think, I do think that they will lose this game to the Denver Broncos. The interesting thing here is, remember, Denver last year had a really good defense. They, their defense played really well most of the year. Um, they just couldn't score. So if Denver can find a way, if Sean Payton and, and Russell Wilson can find a way to put up 20 points, 20, 23 points, then I think this defense is still going to come to play and still going to play well. So I'm going to take Denver, and I will take the under in this game. All right. Next up, we have. I'm not giving him a pass. I I hear you. It's just that I feel less confident in Garoppolo. Um, Last time I saw him, he was terrible. He also wasn't very healthy, but even when he got healthy, they said, we'd rather start the seventh round pick than you. So, yeah, there's that. I will take Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to New England. New England is giving them four points, home underdog. New England's defense looks pretty good. It was interesting that they drafted Malik Cunningham and then cut him. No, or I think he was an undrafted free agent. This is the first year out of past 15 that New England Patriots have not signed an undrafted free agent to the 53-man roster. Um, Philadelphia is a much better team. New England's going to be super prepared, but I don't think there's anything they can do to stop. They do have a real offensive coordinator, so that should help. They do have Juju Smith-Schuster, so they have an actual wide receiver who's number one. I think Philadelphia is just superior, and they should win this game, and they should win it by a touchdown. Wingman last year wasn't prepared for the Bears, and they beat the Brakes off. Philadelphia is a much more focused team, and their coach is focused, and their quarterback is focused. And I think their defense is going to be okay. Their defense may not be as good as they were last year, but they'll still be good. So this is going to be my fourth lock of the week, and I'm going to take the Eagles to beat up on the New England Patriots. It's going to be a tough year for them because they got a tough schedule. Go ahead, Ed. Um... This is a really hard game to pick because they're in New England, but New England is actually a good, good coach team, whatever. Yeah, but then you look at who's their number one receivers, Juju Smith. He's like one TikTok away from blowing away his kneecaps. Um, Philadelphia actually has the most balanced team, the best offensive line in football, basically best overall team as far as on paper on football. So I'm going to have to go with Philadelphia on this one, and I'm just going to make this. No, I'm not going to make this my lock. I'm just going to take Philadelphia in this one. I was definitely leaning towards New England a little bit on this one. That's how iffy it was. But I'll, take Indy, I'll, I'll definitely take Philadelphia. All right, Malik, who do you got? Over-under is 45. For everybody at home who's keeping track, I'm going to take the under on that. The only thing that I worry about in Philadelphia is their running game. Um the running game in Philadelphia was really was really good last year. Miles Sanders had a really good year. Um, they did turn over their both their offensive and defensive coordinators from a year ago. Um, so ex- I don't even although I don't expect the offense to change very much. I expect there to be some different wrinkles, uh, some different nuances within the offense that they'll have to contend with. 
and as Anthony mentioned, Bill Belichick has always been known for being the type of coach that can take away the thing that you do best. Well, the thing that you do best is pounding the off, pounding your pounding the running game and beating the other team into submission. It's, not, it's really not very easy to get to, to work around that. I expect Philadelphia to beat the pants off of the Patriots in this game um, and and really, you know, stake their claim as being that we not missed a step. You know, a lot of people are talking about how they missed a step and how, you know, they lost too much and, you know, whether or not they're going to be eclipsed by the Giants or the Cowboys or whomever in the division. And that this is going to be a statement for them. It's going to be a statement to say we are here. We're not going anywhere. We're still just as good as we were before. Uh, and I expect Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and that team to to come out and and you know put put some put some uh, put some pause on on those Patriots over there on the other side of the football. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson and uh, and whoever's up to receiving the receiving position, Juju Smith Schuster um, for New England. I'm sure they'll put up a bit of a fight. But I don't think it should be enough. I think I actually think this line is is a little bit too low for me. Um, just maybe because mm-hmm. maybe because that's just respect to Belichick. Um, but as far as talent is concerned, um, yeah, I don't. I think the talent far far uh, leans towards the Philadelphia Eagles. This was the team in the Super Bowl last year. Took the Kansas City Chiefs toe to toe. There's no reason that we should start this. That this decision should start with them just being a four point favorite against New England, even if it was in New England. So, I'm taking Philly. This is my third lock of the week. Um, I think they're just gonna. I think they're gonna smother the Patriots. All right. Next up, we have the L.A. Chargers hosting the Miami Dolphins. Spread on this is three. The over under on this is also 51 and a half. They expect no defense to be played. I'm going to take the under. It's not that I don't believe in Miami's wide receivers. I just don't think they're going to be able to get them the ball. Tua's going to have a lot of pressure on them. Um, I think Chargers pass rush is going to be elite this year. They still have Mack. They still have Bosa. Derwin James is healthy. And nobody can really cover Tyreek Hill. So they have Hill and Waddle, and that's just too much speed. I don't know how they're going to figure this out, but I do have more faith in the home team. The fact that Miami has to go all the way across country for their first game. I don't know. This is a game I'm going to kind of lay off of. I don't. I will. I will want to watch it, or at least the highlights, to be very honest with you. But I don't think I'm going to be betting on this at all. But I'm going to take the home team on this one, just because it's east to west. I think that wears on the team. Uh, Miami might win. This is a coin, but I'm taking the home team on this one, just on the strength that we're picking all the games. Go ahead, Ann. Um, I hope we're not picking, looking at the same cheat sheet, but I'm definitely taking Miami. This one, they got a better. They definitely got a good defense on this one. And I do not trust the Chargers. And this, I think the Chargers is uh, for back in the days, they called it, what's the name on the Nets? We used to call it for Gazy. That's what I call the Chargers. They, that's what I think they are. So I'm going to go with Miami. As long as they keep two upright, he can, they're going to be scoring some points. And I'm going to take Miami. And I'm actually going to take the over in this one. All right. Malik. Yeah, and you said Miami. You said uh, the Chargers are Fugazi. I think Miami is just as Fugazi as they are. Honestly speaking, I think a lot of people are giving Miami a ton of credit and they're putting a ton of expectations on the Dolphins. And you know, look, the Dolphins did make the playoffs last year. They looked really good when Tua was out there. They, you know, they they have a lot of um, you know a lot of nice pieces, a lot of nice flashy pieces on the offensive side of the football with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill uh, and all of those guys. But I, yeah. The Chargers are still loaded. 
The Chargers are still a loaded football team in terms of talent on both sides of the football. Justin Herbert should have an MVP caliber season this year um, with all of the weapons that he has at his disposal. They have a three-headed monster at the receiver position with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Quentin Johnson, who they got um, in the draft You know, this season. Austin Eckler is still there, and he's still playing at a high level. Um, the offensive line is still, you know, one of the better better units in the league. And defensively, you know, they still got the bookends, you know, Khalil Mack and uh, and the young the young Joey Bosa. So I expect this team to um, I expect this team to flash in different moments, and they should be able to score with Miami. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think they'll be able to score with Miami, and they'll be able to uh, hold Miami down. The three points is a bit scary. This is why I'm not locking it in because I could definitely see this one also being a, you know, last team with the football wins type of situation. Um, so I'm not going to lock it in. But I think the Chargers pull this out. I think the Chargers win this game and set um, and set up the, the you know, the, the, another team in the AFC East being 0-1 coming out of, the, coming, coming out of week one. So I'm going to take the Chargers uh, and the over. All right. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks hosting the L.A. Rams. NFC West matchup. Seattle is favored by five and a half. The over-under for this game is 46. Geno Smith versus Matt Matthew Stafford. I think you should start going by Maddie. Two of the older quarterbacks in the league. Geno Smith is 32. Matt Stafford is 35. Geno Smith finally earning a starting gig and getting that big contract. We'll see how much that Super Bowl was worth coming off their bad year. The hangover from last year. We'll see if the defense can rebound. They lost Bobby Wagner, who's now on the other side of the other team. Don't really like Los Angeles. To, I think they can cover, though. You know what? I'm going to take the L.A. Rams. I don't know if Cooper Cup is going to play, but I'm going to take that chance. I think the Rams might be able to cover the spread. Seattle's defense should be getting better, but I have a lot of faith in uh, Matthew Stafford and him being healthy with him. He's, he's surrounded by some talent, so I think Van Jefferson is going to be all right. Cooper Cup is expected to play, but I'm not. I'm still kind of iffy. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. Maybe I'll, you know, stop going so chalk on this one. One of the four or five teams I think I've taken that were underdogs. Go ahead, Ann. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to take a Seattle. They got they finally established their quarterback in Geno Smith. They got a good team of nice young players, and um, the Rams are still recovering, in my opinion. They, they, I don't think they're going to have Cooper Cup, and if they do, they're going to he's going to be very limited. So I'm going to take the Rams, and I'm taking the under in this one. I mean, not the Rams, the um, Seattle in this one, and take the under. Seattle and under 46. All right, go ahead, Malik. Yeah, Cooper Cup has been officially ruled out for this game. Um, he's still dealing with the hamstring injury. Um, I believe he he went to Minnesota earlier in the week to uh, to see a specialist, um, and that line to that, go up. Yeah, the results of that say said that it looked it didn't look like it was, you know, really, really serious, but it still looks like it's gonna be some time before Cooper's gonna be able to uh push off that leg and get, get real explosiveness. You know, it's just an, it's just interesting because, you know, obviously muscle injuries, um, they take a long time to to heal completely and you almost always you, you almost feel like you're um you know, you're you're like nursing it even when you're you know appear to be back at uh, full strength. So it might be a while before Cooper Cup is the Cooper Cup that we saw in, in 2021 um, when when he was the Super Bowl MVP. Um, that said, uh, I think Seattle uh, covers this. Uh, Seattle is a 
very dangerous team, probably the most dangerous team in the NFC, um, just because they're, they could be very volatile. I think this team could easily win the division uh, against San Francisco, and I think this is going to be a, a division that they're going to um, be, be taking down to the wire. Uh, in order to do that, they have to beat teams like Los Angeles, who they are better than. I think the Rams will give will score some points here. Uh, we'll give them a little bit of a run, but I think the second half really bodes, bodes in Seattle's favor uh, as they pull it out um, and win by over uh, over a score. So I'll take Seattle, and I'm going to lock this in as my fourth lock of the week, Seattle and the under. Everybody's going against me on this one. I like it. feel good on my pick. Um, we got Dallas. It's usually when you lose. I don't know about that. We got Dallas going to the New York Giants for an NFC East matchup. Two teams that made it to the playoffs from this division. And both of them won playoff games on the road. I was impressed by that. Uh, I'm going to be taking Dallas, who is giving the Giants three points at home. I think the Giants are going to come back down to earth. I think Daniel Jones is a fraud, and it will be shown to be a fraud. They still don't have any wide receivers for him, even though they drafted somebody. Um, this team is built on Saquon, and they're not paying him what they think he's worth. And I don't know if he's going to – you know, I think he will play great. Dallas is without uh, Ezekiel Elliott. They finally got some – they got Brandon Cooks. They have the better wide receivers. They have a push in terms of quarterbacks. Dak can't run as well as Daniel Jones can, but he's a better passer, in my opinion, and it's actually won a couple more playoff games. So I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, who I believe have a better overall defense. They have better pass rushers. They have a better secondary. So give me the Cowboys to win this first one in New York, in Jet Life Stadium. Go ahead, Ant. Um, I'm going to go the opposite way again on this one. I'm going to go with the Giants on this one, and I'm taking the points with this. Um, yeah, we're taking Giants in the spray. I, I still don't trust it. Just so on a side note here, I don't trust Dallas. They always seem like they have a, um, a souped-up good team on paper, but they falter at the end. And I think this is, might be the actual team that actually don't make the playoffs this year, and Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. This is the second time, I believe, or third time I've mentioned this on this um, podcast. I think I'm already picturing Mike McCarthy being fired from this um, once this season is over. Really? You think yeah. he's on the hot seat? He's on the burning seat. He's on a lava burning seat that looks like um dark Anakin Skywalker, you know, when he be, before he turned to Dark Vader type of seat. But anyway, right now I'm taking Giants and I'm taking the, the points on this. I think they I think they've wised up and they're starting to give Tony Pollard the ball more and he's gonna be their lead back. So I don't know. I just don't think that the Giants gave um if Daniel Jones is as good as people think he is and he's the real deal, he still needs receivers to throw to. They got him Darren Waller, so maybe that'll improve. He hasn't really gone to the tight end very well. They had a good tight end in Evan Ingram, and they lost him. So that's my Daniel, All Daniel Jones has to do is just take care of the ball. That's all he has to do. He doesn't have to be special. He's got to take care of the ball, and that's really it. That's what they're paying him for. Yes, they're paying yeah. him a lot, overpaying him to be, you know, basically a journeyman right now, yeah. getting paid as a superstar. But, I, but right now, this is what the Giants can actually have to live for until they find their Brock Purdy. All right. Go ahead, Malik. Um, so last season, um, I think we went through uh, like a four, maybe five week stretch. Um, if you guys remember where the giants were either, um, they were either underdogs. I think, I think it was all, they were underdogs or they were push favorites, but they were not favored in the game and they won the game. 
is basically what I'm, what I'm getting at. Um, and what that showed me is that Brian Dable is a very, very, you know, very solid coach that knows how to put his team in the right position to win football games late. That's what this team is going to be. They've done nothing but add talent to that roster since uh, since the end of the season. They've solidified the situation with Daniel Jones and his contract. They've at least for uh, for for another year have staved off the situation with Saquon Barkley and his contract situation. Um, and they've added on their defensive side of the football, added on the offensive side of the football. They still have one of the better offensive lines in the, in the league. Andrew Thomas is one of the best defense offensive tackles in the league. This team should be able to stay up with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys can win the game. I'm not saying that I think the Giants will win this football game, but I definitely think the Giants are good enough to cover this spread uh, and, and cover the three and a half, especially at home. So I'm going to take the Giants to cover the spread as the home dog here uh, on Sunday night. I like this. I like this. I like the way this looks for them. Um, and I like, like the way this plays out. Dallas, I think Dallas is the better team. Uh, they still they did win 12 games last year. 12, yeah, I think it was 12 games last year, um, and they were they were a pretty good team. I think um, Mike McCarthy. I think to Anthony's point, Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat. So I do think Dallas can win the game, but I do think that the the Giants will cover the spread and uh, and and cover that three that three points there. So I'll take the Giants and the under on the game. And just so everyone's aware, it did open up at three and a half on Wednesday, and they lost that hook. So I guess. Everybody was taking the Giants, so it evened out the money to uh, just the Ethan field goal. Last and definitely not least, a matchup we've been looking forward to since last season, at least everybody in the New York area has. The New York Jets have a quarterback, and they are hosting the Buffalo Bills. Loser leaves town. The Jets and Jet Life Stadium are giving two and a half points to the Buffalo Bills. The over-under for this game is 46.5 points, which is kind of shocking considering both of these defenses were both top 10 last year. And what do you got Monday Night Football, 9-11? Never forget. Um, before I go forward, um, I think I had a fourth lock that I ain't picking. I think I was only had three, right? If so, what was that? I you think have I four. Had four altogether right now? Yeah. Okay. I thought I had one. I, I thought this was going to be quite – I thought I was about to miss out on that. But anyway – this is obviously going to be my fifth lock. I'm a little scared of this because this game can actually go either way. I talked about this with the with the Bills fan we know about before, you know, when we was drafting um, last night in our fantasy draft. But this game can go go either way. Even though um, what's the name is not there for Buffalo, they still have a good pass rushers. Von Miller, huh? Von Miller, Von yes. Miller will not be playing in this game. Right, without Von Miller, they're not. He's not going to be playing. But they still got good pass rushers. They still got a good um, defense altogether. They have been um, this season, Buffalo. This offseason, Buffalo has been quite practicing basically new a new way how to go about things instead of quite Josh Allen throwing that Superman cape and running around like a dum dum and trying to make things happen. He's actually been dumping it off quite really really good. So they've been you know getting in between. So it's going to be up to to see what the Jets going to do on that one on their defense. And the thing that got me uh, a little bit scared is a couple of days ago. DJ Reed decided to open up his big mouth and started, you know, saying that, you know, their defense is going to be comparable to the um, 2000 Ravens and the 85 Bears. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Possible. It's possible, but keep your damn mouth shut and keep it in the damn locker room. Uh, we don't need we don't, we don't need to hear it out there. And everybody can go and try to, you know, 
Clint try to light fire up on them and score like 50 points on them. But with that said, I'm still taking the Jets on this one, no matter what. I'm going to homer this one all the way. There's no way it'll be a damn sin if I pick against the Jets. So I'm going to pick the Jets, and I'm taking this as my lock of the week. I'm taking Jets, and I'm taking the over. Actually, no, I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the under this one because this is going to be a smash mouth game when it comes down to it. You're going to even have both Cook brothers might be battling against who's going to have the most running yards in this game. But definitely going to see Garrett Wilson light it up. But definitely take take this this one to the bank. Spend, spend that money. Get your hard-earned paycheck. Put it on there. New York Jets for the win. Go ahead, lock of the week. Fifth lock of the week. And take it under. All right. Malik, what do you got? I mean, everything that Anthony said was, was spot on. I think the bottom line here is a, a team as uh, as quality as the New York Jets were last year. When you add in adding in Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I don't, when was the last time Aaron Rodgers was on a team that wasn't favored? Right? It's just like when was the last time that Aaron Rodgers was on a team and they were not favored to win the football game? Um, he was an underdog at home. Right? That's the other thing. He's at home. This is to me, um, yeah, I'm locking this one in as well. This is to me the, you know, like the perfect scenario for Aaron Rodgers, for the New York Jets, and for um, for New York in general. Um, first, you have the Giants playing at home against the Cowboys in Sunday night. And then you have the Jets playing at home against the Bills, two division rivals, two division games. Um but it's yeah again no better way too. right on 911 yeah no better way to you know intro uh, Aaron Rodgers to the world uh in, intro Aaron Rodgers the jet quarterback to the AFC East and have him come out and get a victory on Monday night against the Buffalo Bills look i don't i don't think that this means anything about you know how the season's going to end for either one of these teams it could very easily go one it could go left for either one of these teams an injury here or there, um, you know, thrusts the, thrusts the, you know, changes the situation for either one of them. So, not using this as a as a as a marker to say whether whether the Jets or the Bills are going to be, you know, the better team in the division. But I think this game is set up for the Jets to um, to 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 have a big performance and to win this game outright. So, if you're going to be looking at them as a two and a half point dog and getting points at home as good as the bills are and as good as i know that the bills are and can be and josh allen is a fantastic quarterback and steph stefan Diggs is a fantastic receiver and they've got a they've got a pretty good defense to speak of you just got to take this you got to take this the, the the jets uh with the spread and the momentum uh at home so i'm taking the jets locking this in and i'll take the under all, all right, right. You, you know, just want to say one more thing no, um, the game is going to be at what at eight fifteen. It's already spread around in Jets Twitter and all over the YouTube and everywhere on um they, any Jets fans are talking about. They're going to be in that stadium at seven thirty, screaming at shaking that stadium down before even the game starts. They're going to be in their fifth Jets chant before the court TVs even start fl- coming on there. Fifth or sixth Jets chant. That's, I imagine. I imagine people are going to be grilling in that parking lot since noon. Drinking, yeah. grilling, eating. Yeah, but they they already they already said it. Quick, rock, lock up those like, grill at seven o'clock. Get in those seats by seven thirty. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I, I'm telling you, they've been talking about this for two weeks already. They, right. they they're not even selling tickets to Buffalo fans and shutting this thing down by number the sea of green and white. This is gonna be scary. This is a scary wow. fucking game. 
I will say this. Uh, this has become a big rivalry game. Um, the Jets really want to win this one. It's not even the Patriots anymore because they've been able to beat them. They've just had bad luck recently. Uh, uh, the evil empire is gone. Now, now we got to deal with the what's, what's the new um thing? The it's order about the players. <laughs> it's about the players. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. Josh Allen is younger. He can run better, but um, he had a lot of turnovers last year. And you know what the Jets are really good at? They're good at generating turnovers on defense. Um, based on defensive line who's available to play, they got Quinnen Williams. He's better than that Oliver. Uh, Von Miller is one of the best pass rushers in NFL history. He's not going to play. Buffalo secondary is older. I don't see them standing up well against these wide receivers. Garrett Wilson is wild fast. He's one of the best wide receivers Ohio State has produced since Chris Carter. And I know that's high praise, but I genuinely believe that. That kid is really, really good. Aaron Rodgers wins in green. And the Jets happen to wear green. They're getting two and a half points. I'm going to take the over. I don't think they're going to take it easy. And I think they're going to try to score as many points as they can. Robert Sala was um, the defense coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers last time they went to the Last time they went to the uh, Super Bowl. And I'm not saying the Jets are going to go there, but the fact that they didn't make the playoffs and they have a really good team shows that they have an opportunity to. I picked them to at least come second and not win the division when we were going through the AFC East last week. Therefore, the Jets are going to win this game and they're going to win it by a touchdown. So what I'm going to do when I bet this as my fifth lock of the week is I'm going to put the Jets and I'm going to put the Jets minus three and a half, just so I can get better odds on the uh, websites. Y'all, you guys know what I mean. You can slide that the other way and do alternative spreads and, you know, increase your odds. That's what I plan on doing. Yeah, I plan on doing okay. with Jets and Baltimore. So that being said, lock it up. Without Von Miller, I have no faith in Buffalo. Uh, they went to the playoffs and they barely beat Miami with their third string quarterback, which is insane. So, yeah, that's it. We are finished for this week. Week one. I feel alive. Football is back. You know what it is. Um, so, and we're going to go to our shout-outs. What's up, Lee? So, wait, before we go to the shout-outs, I wanted everybody can, – can we all just restate our locks? Um, oh, yeah. Our five locks for the week. I think that's a that's a good way to summarize everything for the for the fans. Okay. Um, do you have yours written down? You got yours ready yeah. to go? Yeah, okay. I got mine ready to go. Um, so, I'm locking in Detroit. Uh, against KC tomorrow night, locking in Washington, uh, hosting who, who are they hosting again? Um, Arizona, Arizona, uh, locking in the Philadelphia Eagles in New England, locking in the Seattle Seahawks, hosting the Rams, and locking in the New York Jets, uh, hosting Buffalo on Monday night. All right, and I am locking in Cincinnati going to Cleveland. I'm locking in Jacksonville, going to Indianapolis. I am locking in Pittsburgh, hosting San Francisco. I'm locking in Chicago, hosting Green Bay. Well, I actually had six locks. I'm still going to I'll say all six then because I went extra, but usually we only count five. And I also had Baltimore locked in against Houston, and I have the New York Jets locked in against uh, Buffalo. It's really just every time I've seen them play without – Von Miller, he's that much of a difference maker. And the secondary was super shaky last year. So that is that. And who do you got for your locks? All right, my dumb, dumb ass didn't write it down. So I'm, if I if it wound up changing, I do apologize to everybody. But uh, I have Detroit as my lock here. I'm going with Cincinnati. 
I think I had um Jacksonville as well. Um New Orleans, and I'm going with the Jets as my fifth one. And we are gonna start our shout outs. And are you ready with your shout outs? Um one shout out I'd like to do is um it's not really a shout out, but it's um what's the name? May he rest in peace. I uh, heard that um quite former um NFL player Mike Williams, not the one that's on the Chargers, the one that was on the Bucks, quite basically died after a gruesome injury that happened in the construction. Unfortunately, he died. He was 28 years old. Quite sorry for him. Rest in peace. And this is how to get that part that's uh, that part out the way and you know acknowledge that. But basically, my other um my other shout out is basically going to go to basically my I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to go to my, my Jets. Shout outs for my Jets. You know they went out there from the start. From the beginning of the all season to now, whatever I've been trying to keep this under, it's very boiling. I feel like a um a, a pot that's on the stove that's about to boil over, whatever. And enthusiasm, excitement. I've been trying to keep this in. I don't. I don't want to seem like an arrogant as Jet fans. You know, you know, you guys, you know, out there who Jet fans are. Of course, Jet fans out there, we we all know who we are because we all like this. We just got to keep it locked in. But anyway. I'm going to shout out to my Jets, shout out to Aaron Rodgers, shout out to all this stuff like that for turning things over. I'm going to go with that. Um, I'm also going to say shout outs to, I don't know who I'm going to shout out next to, but I'm still going to say fuck you, Sean Payton. Um, <laughs> I can't forget about that. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to, since it's almost basketball season, shout out to Christoph Pazingas. You know, sooner or later, we might bring him back on the show, whatever. So, you know, shout outs to him. We, we, we still have a spot for you. You're going to be a, you're definitely one of our fifth hosts that we've been trying to get back on the show. Hopefully it'll work out. You know, he was there back in the days before he got drafted by the Knicks. But anyway, shout outs to you. That, that's going to be my shout outs this week. Oh, go Jets. Yeah, hopefully we win this. All right. Huh? Oh, not yet. Sorry about that. Oh, my bad. All right, you're done. And I'm going to say shout-out to Team Canada. I'm glad y'all won in the quarterfinals. The U.S. will see you in the finals when you finally get by Serbia, if you do. Otherwise, hey, Serbia, um, we coming. Shout-out to the Colorado Buffalo. Shout-out to Travis Hunter for playing 129 snaps and basically earning himself uh, a vote for the Heisman. Shout-out to Deion Sanders' son, Shador, for throwing for 510 yards and setting a school record in Colorado. Had some impressive uh, quarterbacks come out of there, including Slash, who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears. If you know, you know. And shout out to my Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. Shout out to Team USA for pulling through and getting me another W and winning me some more money in the People World Cup. I told y'all it was going to be Team Canada and Team USA. DR did not make it. USA is qualified. That DR Puerto Rico game was dope. I really enjoyed watching that in the morning. Thank God for work from home. And Malik, I'm going to leave you with the last shout-outs. All right. Um, first off, I know Anthony said F him, but I'm going to say shout-out to Sean Payton um, for his – look, like I mentioned it earlier, Sean Payton has been uh, he's been very, very vocal uh, over the course of the entire offseason, and he's taken everybody to task, and that does not – that includes his quarterback, Russell Wilson. Uh, recently, he was quoted by basically saying that, you know, one of the problems that Russell Wilson has had is that he's been too invested in Russell Wilson Incorporated, uh, which means too invested in, in the building and development of his own personal image uh, and not focused on football. And he straight up said, we're not kissing any more babies. You're not running for the public office. Get out there, bust your ass and play football. 
That's what we want to see you do. We know that you can do it. We know that you have the ability to do it. Go out there and play. And I like to hear when, you know, when uh, coaches, you know, publicly, you know, put the put the pressure on their on their players to go out there and get it done. So shout out to Sean Payton for doing that. We need more coaches like that. It'll do it. Definitely comes out of the Bill Parcells school of school of thought. And, you know, that's who we learned under. So that's that's definitely a, a, you know, a staple for him. Shout out to my girl Coco Goff. I don't know if you guys have been watching the U.S. Open, but Coco Goff is in the semifinals. She actually plays tomorrow in the semifinals match. Um, which is going to be really difficult for me because it'll be right in the midst of the, uh, the, 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 the Lions and KC game. Um, so it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting trying to flip between those two situations, but shout out to her. Uh, hopefully she wins it this time around. I've been following her for the past, I think about three years now, um, following her career, um, you know, and, and following how she's been going. Uh, she's been looking really good uh, playing. She's 19 years old now. I remember first initially telling my daughter about it because she's the same age as my daughter um, and, and telling my daughter to watch her and just pay attention because, you know, sky's the limit. And you see how, you know, how, how, how many people are doing great things at these young ages. So shout out to her. Hope she keeps it going in the, um, in the U.S. Open uh, this year. Shout out to Dylan Brooks who found a way to still be Dylan Brooks in FIBA and get himself kicked out of a basketball game for taunting and talking trash. Like, like legitimately, <laughs> Dylan Brooks can't just not be Dylan Brooks. He, he got he kicked out of a game. who we think he, he is. Who he, he is exactly who we think he is. He still scored 14 points in the game, too. He had a good game. Uh, Canada beat Slovenia. Um, uh, Luka Doncic is Slovenia. Uh, so uh, Luka Doncic actually found a way to get himself kicked out of the game, too. Um, for, you know, arguing foul calls with the ref, which we know that he does on a regular basis. But uh, Dylan Brooks talking trash to a Slovenian who probably didn't understand a word he was saying. Um, so shout out to him for, you know, being 100% unapologetic to yourself and, uh, and putting yourself in that situation. And, you know, look, not for nothing, you've got Canada in the semifinals as well. Uh, so looking, looking towards the, the medal round um, there. Uh, and last but not least, shout out to Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. I don't know if you guys have seen this, seen this, um, oh. this story recently, but uh, when Atlanta um, released their depth chart for the 53-man roster, they added a position. Arthur Smith added a position called the J position, which is, is which is the Joker position. Uh, and basically, his explanation for that, and the joker on their team is Cordero Patterson. And his explanation for it was that he did not feel comfortable setting uh, Cordero Patterson as the third string running back behind B. John Robinson and, Ty and Tyler Algier because of all the things that, that Cordero Patterson does as a receiver, as a running back, as a uh, you know, kickoff specialist, as a multi-tiered weapon in that offense. They, they, you know, put him out in, in a bunch of different formations, a bunch of different sets. And so it started out as a joke uh, sometime, at some point in time in the preseason where they called him the Joker. And then they actually just released the depth chart with a whole bunch of new positions, the new position, the J position, uh, the first Joker position in the NFL. I hope it starts. I hope it starts a trend. And maybe just maybe. This is the position that you start to put your put some running backs into to get get these guys paid as the weapons that they are, especially the guys that are able to do two and three different things and not just be handoff machines. Um, because look, guys like Cordero Patterson, Jameer Gibbs, 
uh, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, you know, those guys that do a bunch of different things or they're capable of doing a bunch of different things in their team's offense, they need an opportunity. They need to get paid. Pay these guys what they're worth. Um, Saquon Barkley, all those guys, like pay these guys their value, pay these guys their worth. And if it means we got to come up with a new new position name in order to do it, so be it. Shout out to you, Arthur Smith, taking that first step. We'll see what happens here. I'm out. All right. And one final shout out from me. Um, shout out to Deion Sanders, Coach Brian, and shout out to uh, the head coach at uh, Troy State, who also used the same method, turning over 50 plus players on his roster to go in and beat Texas Tech. Um, now we understand why Patrick Mahomes was throwing 65 times a game because Texas Tech just does not play defense. That's just not what they do. They play offense. They scored 40 points, but they gave up 46. They lost in double overtime. And I will still be talking about my college football because that's where I make a lot of money betting. Um, follow me on Mondays for that. I will be posting picks. So you guys can follow along with that on DraftKings app and also on the blog, uptownparlay.com. Please follow us on Podcast Addict, Podbean, Spotify, Streamers, Amazon, Echo, wherever you get your podcast needs. We will be there. We'll be here all season. Listen to us. We know what we're talking about. This is our fourth year. And every single year, Malik has had the best picks overall. I finished in last last year. I'm not going to finish again in last in the NFL. I'm locked in focused, Whatever, fam. I don't know what you're talking about. That's why you got your pinky out in your cup. Anyways, we are out. Listen to us next week. This is a super long episode, and I hope to uh, keep giving you more each week. Pay attention to us. Yeah, like one. Football's back. Like the coffee on Black, Black Monday.